The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Good afternoon and welcome to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and yes, we are on Voice America Radio Network's business channel. I'm calling in from Los Angeles, where it hasn't stopped raining for five days, and we all freak out when there's water. Um, and today we've got a good show. It's a very much of a learning show because I've got two PR experts on today, and I do have a little bit of a cold, so I apologize for that. I was inoculated against the H1N1 and the avian flu, and but I think I got some kind of like gray goose avian flu or something. No, <laughs> so my guests today are um, Matt Barron. He's founder of Inside Edge Public Relations and Media Services. It's You can find him at InsideEdgePR.com. And I have Jason Sherman from Sherman Communications, and you can find him. He's Sherman Communications and Marketing, so his website is ShermanCM for communicationsmarketing.com. Both of you, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thank you, Maureen. And so you're in Chicago, and um, how's the weather before we get onto the show? <laughs> we're, we're about a mile and a quarter apart from one another, ironically. So whatever answer you're going to get will be the similar, but I'll let you take it, Matt. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've only set foot out once to take out the garbage today, so I, I have no clue. Is it like 80 degrees out here, Jason? <laughs> I, I was thinking 78 is what my reading is. Yeah, yeah perhaps. <laughs> we complain when there's like a few days of rain. It's crazy. Well, we, so we, anyway, so how do you guys, first of all, how do you know each other? Because you're both located in the same city, and how do you... In, you know, know each other through work. Uh, we, you know, we were actually in a bread line together. At the same time. <laughs> and uh, no, I, we interestingly enough, there's there's a uh, an organization that we both were thinking of joining. And there was a chapter in Oak Park, and I had called and was told that you know what, there's a PR guy that just joined this, so um, we only allow one person from each uh, discipline. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Well, uh, you know, I think I'll just call him to say hello. And we got chatting from there and found. Uh, we had certain commonalities and certain things that we could help one another with, and that was probably four years ago, I think, Matt. Yeah, right? it's about four years coming up in June. Yeah, and so, yeah, we like I said, we live very close to one another and, uh, you know, um, have run into each other many times, have had lunch, and uh, just regularly, I think, assist each other when we have questions and he has people that could help me. I've got resources for him. We, we kind of reciprocate that way, and there's... Plenty of work out there, and our disciplines are a little bit different. So, in our experiences as well, so there's uh, you know really feel I don't think either of us feel any you know direct competition, more of a helpful support. Well, let's talk about that. When you say there's uh, plenty of work, and, and identify yourself when you talk, so that listeners know who's who. Yes, um, I was just Jason, but, by the way. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. And that was just Jason, the articulate one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and right. The schmo, Matt. Um, <laughs> No, but, but, you know, with this economy, um, when you say there's plenty of work out there, you know, people's ears perk up and um, 
I know Jason is looking for to hire. Um, so tell me, where, you know, where are you getting this work from? How are you? How have you adjusted because of the economy? And why do you feel, when everyone else is feeling so, you know, pessimistic? Why are you feeling optimistic? Jason, why don't you go ahead first? You were the one with the, the big, uh, the big statement about how things are going so great, man. I, I love That's it. Right? <laughs> yeah, come on, That's Jason. Let's find out why the glass is half full. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, the last, let's see, the year before last was my. 08 was my very best year. 09 was like second best, and this year maybe. And that's after now I've been in business for myself for eight years and in the business for 20 years. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think when you have a challenging economy, it opens opportunities that everyone isn't necessarily thinking about. And I'll say probably the biggest one is large firms are like large ships. It's very hard for them to change direction easily, and they have large overhead, they have large teams they put on clients, they have large numbers they have to meet. And a lot of firms that are looking to hire PR from a lot of companies, they want flexibility, they want adaptability, and they want scalability. And I don't think large firms are able to bring that necessarily. So boutique firms like Matt, Matt's and my own and others uh, are able to do that. And there has been a growth in a, for a lot of small firms that I know of. And, um, and I just think that that... You know, what, what's happened, at least with me, I came from Shanwick, I came from .com, I came from a couple other environments, and, you know, I bring, like, that large agency experience, I bring big account experience, but I'm able to work on a three-person startup and give them, you know, 20 hours a month, 30 hours a month, and when right. there's a meeting, it's not four people meeting and it costs a client 800 bucks. It's maybe me and the one person that works full-time with me, and or I'll have, like, some of my freelance people work mm-hmm. with, with me. But it's always more affordable, and you're still getting high-caliber talent. I think so give me, give me one example of, you know, like a concrete example, so the listeners know, of, you know, a, a way you've transformed it to deal with the economy. That's I, don't, I don't know if I've so much transformed it. I think I was just in the right place mm-hmm. um, in that, like all those things I mentioned, I mean, the affordability, the high level of, of service, the talent that you get for the money, which a large firm is going to have a minimum number they have to charge you a month right. where I, my minimum is, is definitely or def, definitely much less. And right. I mean, because one of the ways I've adapted is I, we used to only do retainer, and now we do an hourly consultation. And that seems to make people, even if they're spending the same amount, it makes them feel more comfortable. Yeah, right. They're not signing their life away and ruining right. the quarter on that expense. That's right. probably true. And, Matt, what about you? I mean, you come from sort of a writing background, but what's your what's your adaptability for the economy? Has it... Yeah, you know, I I was a journalist, a newspaper reporter for um, about 20 years, coming from high school all the way through college, and then um, eight years at One Daily, and then five or six years with the Tribune as a freelance writer. And um, concurrently with that, I was I was freelancing for some other big names, and so I I really have had this spectrum of experience from a journalism standpoint, um, from the smallest of the small to some of the biggest ones out there. And when I made the transition, I am, I'm actually uh, the accidental publicist. You know, I never intended to do this, but in '05, when I shifted from the Trib, um, I started to do things more and more that people were saying, well, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, you're a publicist. Yeah. You know, and I thought, at first I thought, I took a little bit of offense, like a publicist, that's like a four-letter word to a journalist, <laughs> you know. And, uh, but, Have I got a story for you. <laughs> and, then, and then eventually I, I realized, you know what, a lot of what I do is really business feature reporting. You know, I have smaller businesses that um, anywhere from 
typically $5 million of annual sales on down to the solo entrepreneur. And I identify, if, if they were my beat at a given newspaper, I, I view them as, you know, as the subject to focus on a piece for over the next week or month or whatever the time frame is. And how, I, how can I position that individual or that company as newsworthy? And so to me, it's just I've really continued to do what I've been doing for so long, except that the source of my income has shifted from you know, uh, publications to private clients. Which so, is smart since publications seem to be dying. Yeah, absolutely. I and I know, die, but you know what I made as a freelancer for the Tribune today, I would make less than half that based on when I wrote for them, I wrote over 800 stories, and only twice did they ever push back on what I build them. Nowadays, they tell the freelancers, this is what you're going to make. And that's a sea change from the early part of this millennium. So um, then maybe, maybe I'm the reason why they, you know, they made that shift, because uh, you know, I was billing what I thought it was worth, and, right. and they never really you know, bucked back, and, and there was a good marriage. But the, the economics have shifted, obviously, in the media world. Right. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I think um, the the middle-sized agencies are, are going to be having the hardest times right now. And I think the small boutique agencies and the very, very large agencies, I mean, you'll see a trend of different agencies merging to make one big conglomerate, or the little tiny boutique firms are, are, are pretty much bringing in all the mid-sized farmer accounts. That's what I've been noticing is happening. Yeah. Well, and, and also for me, uh, Jason mentioned this organization that he and I both uh, – joined, though he joined a different chapter, and it's Business Network International, BNI, and it's got thousands of chapters all around the world, and, and uh, I'm sure some listeners are probably members of, of BNI or have been to some, and um, I happen to be in a group that's here based in Oak Park and is really strong, and this year, I'm sorry, in 2009, it was responsible for 35% of my income. Wow. wow. And, and uh, in 2008, it was about 25%. And, uh, you know, making two, three times what I was making as a very busy journalist. So it's, it's certainly been a key um, element in my business. And, and Jason, I'm, I'm sure yours are, you know, somewhere along those lines, too. What do you think, um, and Jason, maybe you can answer this, what do you think that, the, you know, we've seen sort of what's been happening in PR has completely changed and molded and morphed with all the social media. But how, what do you think is going to happen in the next five years? I, th- I, think, I think people are going to start to be able to fly, actually. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> um, this is the guy who has on his website one of his accomplishments is teaching his dog a trick or something. Yeah, it's played yeah, that in I saw that. I was like, wait a minute. Amazing dog. Um, um, yeah. No, but so what do you think is going to happen? And before you know, before we go to break, just in you know, in a nutshell, what do you think the future is holding for us? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot more of the same. I think I think technology and the ease of people putting information out there. Uh, is going to continue to perpetuate, and I think media is going to continue to have a lot of difficulties finding a profitability model. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see more and more of them charging for content. And there was a recent study I just read uh, this week, um, and I, I could quote this for you maybe after break if I can find it, but that newspapers are more essential than people realize. They're still read by a, a great number of people, and that the Internet content, the, the secondary stuff that most of us tap into, that content that they post originates from newspapers and other media sources that are actually suffering so much. So, you know, that being the case, they're still relevant, and there's a model there for them to be making money that they're not tapping in. I right. Think. I think they're going to – I mean, I think the big ones are going to survive, you know, um, and the smaller ones will probably die out is, you know, probably what will happen. Right, right. And, and you know, the advertising dollar is going to dictate who's going to survive. So, 
But, you know, you can see Google having just turned a $2 billion profit last quarter. Um, obviously, that's what a lot of advertisers are seeing an ROI and want to go there. But, um, but I think from the PR standpoint, we, we have to, you know, continue to be nimble. And the key thing is adding value and showing results for it and being more than just one thing to a client. Right. And I, I also think that, you know, because people can sort of self-publish and get their word out, right. the, they need people like us more than ever to, you know, wade through the just murk and the muck that's just accumulated in mm-hmm. what, people, what comes in people's inboxes. It's so still you, people, you know, whether you're a company and you say, I can reach these people myself, but what do you... Oops. Hello? Are we... Yeah, no, no, it's okay. The music's starting because, uh, not because you weren't interesting, but because we do have to go to our sponsor, speaking of advertisers. I can <laughs> so we'll come back okay. with more from with Matt Barron, founder of Inside Edge Public Relations and Media Services, and Jason Sherman, president of Sherman Communications and Marketing Incorporated. We'll be right back. This is your host, Maureen Kettis. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to PR Insider. Yeah, and send us your questions. Come on, don't be shy. Call in at 866-472-5790, 472-5790 at the 866 toll-free. We want to get your questions because today is really about learning. We're on with Jason Sherman. He's president of Sherman Communications and Marketing at Sherman CM for communicationsmarketing.com. And he's helped more than 80 organizations from Remax International to Abbott Labs to technology startups to nonprofits identify and further their businesses. And we're on with Matt Barron, who's the founder of Inside Edge Public Relations and Media Services, and you can find him at InsideEdgePR.com. And Matt is an award-winning nationally syndicated investigative reporter for numerous national publications, including Time, USA Today, and the Chicago Tribune. Matt, Jason, I know you're not the same person, but welcome back. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a claim. <laughs> we had a little joke for that. In, the, in, the, in the break. No, you sound very different. I know you're both from Chicago. Well, I'm, well actually, I'm a native of Boston, actually. Ah. But I yeah, sound well. like from Nova Scotia. When you mix Boston with Chicago, it becomes Nova Scotia. Oh, really? Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good with accents. We had the accent coach on a couple yeah. weeks ago. She was really uh, making fun of me. Um, so... Let's talk about, let's bust some myths. Let's have a a myth-busting session. Uh, Matt, I noticed you wrote this uh, PR success tips, four myths to combat along the way, and and Jason, you've highlighted, you know, mistakes or questions people should ask when they're hiring a PR firm. So get your pens and paper out, listeners. And um, myth number one by Matt Barron. Yes. It's all about the press release. So what do you mean by this? You know, um, it's funny, as a, the recipient of thousands of news releases over my career, um, you know, hardly ever were those releases followed up with a phone call, is one example. I mean, the fact that um, most publicists that still think I'm a journalist don't follow up with what they send me, mm-hmm. uh, and that I'm still on their list, even though I'm no longer you know, writing for the Tribune, uh, tells me that you know, it's not about the release. It's about understanding who to target the release to, right. is one thing. And also, what's the quality of that release? Is this a release that's actually gets them to say that's that's really news versus just what the client wants to vomit on the public? <laughs> vomit, you know. And so, um, and Let's then say vacuum backwards. Let's just you know <laughs> reverse that? Hoover. <laughs> vomit out. No, but it's true. I mean, you get these publicists that just send out you know a bazillion bazillion uh, emails, and nobody's reading them. It's yeah, better to it's... send out five to the right people. Right, and, and it's you know obviously there's it's to have a great website and it's to have um, a lot of alternative materials to to back up with the news release. I mean, that, to me, the news release is the beginning of the game. It's where the ball you know gets into play, and then what do you do with it? And, um, and one of the biggest mistakes that I see uh, out there is that people are just sending things out just for the sake of being able to tell their client, oh, I sent it to all these big names. Well, who are the people at these locations, and what kind of conversations have you gotten into? And what kind of relationship have you nurtured so that 
even if the, the, the answer for this time is not yes, maybe you've planted a seed for down the road. Right. And, and, and J- Jason, do you want to uh, pipe in on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the release is important, but it's really just one tool. And you know, relationship building is key, but really I think one of the most important things is doing enough homework and setting a client's expectation that you have the luxury to do that within the first you know, whatever period of time you're working with a client, that you're not hitting the ground running right away. You need to understand their business. You need to understand their marketplace. You need to understand the media covering them, as Matt has said, and really make a good offering to the media that understands the issues and how your client could be a benefit to those to the reporters covering those issues, understand trends, have your client's best skills and knowledge uh, be presented in a way that reporters don't have to read three pages of a fact sheet. Right. Um, and, and really get that in their hands and show a reporter why your client is a valuable resource and, and hopefully make them more receptive. Right. I mean, I, and I found that the press release, which used to be just the primary tool, is now a tool to get the message on, on page, you know, on, so where everybody's on the same page, and it becomes sort of almost secondary in a way. And in the news releases going on in the wire service, I mean, that... While the wire service, you know, what, in the 50s or something came about with PR Newswire, it's great, but there's not a moment I would ever tell a client when we put it on the wire. In fact, I always say don't expect anyone to necessarily read this and call right. us once they see the, the news release. But what's important is that, you know, it's out there electronically, and when people are doing searches, it comes up. Right. And that it'll build links for us. That's right. the number one thing. <laughs> I know. People think, oh, I put it on the wire. Everyone's reading it. Well, there's, you know, 30 million that went out in the same yeah. moment. Okay, myth number two. If your publicist has strong media connections, then don't worry about having a great news hook. Mm-hmm. Matt, you want to start with that? That's yeah. a myth? Well, that's kind no, of, um, this is Matt <laughs> talking. <laughs> and, we kind uh, of touched on it earlier about having a, a good news hook. But. Yeah, well, and the way to get a strong media connection, obviously, is to not give them, um, you know, fake news. And so you need to have at least a good news hook or something that has some timeliness, some element to it that's going to serve the media's need. And so otherwise that strong media connection is going to get weaker and weaker and, and, and then your publicist is less respected and less likely to get the ear of producers and, and editors. So it's, it's, it's one of those circular arguments of, you know, that what's, what comes first, you know, the chicken or the egg, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a marathon. If, you're, if your publicist is looking to be in business for more than a few months, then they need to really consistently deliver quality content and quality ideas. Right. And what about, you know, uh hooking into a major news story that's going on and, and, and trying not to be blatant about it. I mean, I've had clients, it's, you know, it's embarrassing. I mean, you know, they would, they would take advantage of something like what's going on in Haiti and try to tie their product or service into that. How do you, what do you say to clients when you get, think, you, know, you know, how do you uh, draw the line on what they can tie in with what's going on in the yeah. world? You know, Jason, if I can jump in again, this is Matt. I, you know, I think it's perfectly fair game to, to do it, but it's how you do it. You know, how do you um, balance what's going on and the tragedy in Haiti with your client's widget or service so that it's not um, unseemly and tacky? And so um, it obviously helps if you've, they've already been doing it, been reaching out, whether it's in Haiti or in other parts of the world or in the country, and that this is a continuation, you know, of what they've been doing. Um, but and that's also, I think, to maybe um, look at ways in which they can spread the wealth or spread the, the news so that's not just them in the spotlight, because I think it can come across as grandstanding. So they maybe, you know, make 
allowances for the fact that they're one of many businesses that are reaching out and here's what they're doing, and maybe to just get it out there and just leave it alone and not press too hard on it because the media obviously, you know, is besieged with those kinds of things right now. Right, right. Um, and, and Jason, what do you do when you have a client whose news hook isn't very interesting? That's a hard one. I mean, they, you know, do you, do you say no or do you say, you know, well, let's find some other ways to market you? If they, if they don't have a news hook, how do you let them down? Jason, did we lose him? I'm sorry, I'm right here. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I see. You're, I think you're doing a disservice to the client yeah. and the media and everyone else involved if you aren't candid right from the beginning. Right. They're going to spend their time and, and their money employing you and pursuing something that you, as an expert, should know at first glance if it has a chance or not. Right. So, and if you yeah. can get behind it, if you personally can get behind it, I think it's... Right, and what a difference that makes. I mean, there are clients I've said no to because I just can't get behind. Not that I think the idea isn't there, but I just don't feel that that's good, a good thing that I want to get behind even. And I want to have my you know, energy and heart behind anything I pitch. Right. And they're going to get better results. Right, and then you have your, your, you know, your contacts that you, who you know, and, and you're like calling them with a bogus, you know, story you don't really believe in, it's just an awful place to be right. in. And you've got to, you know, if you're, if you're a PR person worth their salt and have a good sense of business, there's always a story to be unearthed. And it isn't a matter of, you know, fabricating something that isn't true, but there's enough, you know, it's, it's rare that a business has a, a person behind it that doesn't have some degree of expertise that fits somebody's needs. Right. Or that they can't uh, reach out and create a program that supports a nonprofit or that they you know, can't hold a contest or something that is of interest and brings other people together. So, you know, more, some clients are much more challenging than others, but, um, you know, if, if there's absolutely nothing there, then, <laughs> then PR is not the right thing for them necessarily, unless they're doing direct communications to constituents and bypassing the media. Yeah. I have um, two more myths I want to bust before uh, Justin busts us and makes us go to commercial. But um, the publicist, myth number three, the publicist's top goal should be media placement, getting as many stories through the media as possible. Matt, we kind of talked about this before. It's not as, ma- as many stories. You want the stories in the right places. Right. And, you know, and it's, hey, I'll take quantity and quality anytime. So it's not, nothing against a number of places, but if it's at the expense of really targeting it in a way that's going to um, deliver impact for the client, uh, you know, then what's the purpose? You know, is it to just say, hey, we could place in all these, these publications or blogs that aren't relevant to their market. So I think it's just really important to, to always back into what's the end goal here and how do you attain that goal and, and to use your, your time wisely. And, and that being said, I tell folks all the time, the development of a news release is the vast majority of the actual time intensity of developing um, a media outreach plan. So I have no problem if I've already sent a release out to you know, 10 or 15 different outlets to adding a couple, you know, it's just, so it's not a, a time issue too much, but I think it's, um, you know, when you're doing it for its own sake, it, right. and not really doing it strategically, that's where you're, you may be missing the boat. And they have these services, I, I know, PR, some PR firms, like guarantee placements, and you get these, you know, placements, yeah, sure, but where is it? Right. <laughs> you know, some rag that's on the corner, you know, yeah. getting, getting rained on. Right. Um, and then myth number four, we kind of uh, touched on already, but you, 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 you write it as, Matt, uh, PR is a contact sport. The key is to flood as many media outlets with your story, then cross your fingers that someone will be interested. And, and, uh, and I remember someone I worked with, a manager, saying, okay, guys, get on the phone, dialing for dollars. And I thought, boy, that is just not only insulting and obscene, but a great way to short-circuit your ultimate outcome. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you hear it over and over, better yeah. to have a targeted right. 
story uh, that reaches people the right way, the right people with the right story. I mean, and if you're going to call 50 people in one day like that, chances are you're going to burn some relationships. That's true. Yep. You sound like you're recording something. All right, Dustin's given us the music, so this is your host, Maureen Kettis. We'll be right back with Jason Sherman and Matt Barron right after a word from our sponsor. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to maureen at prinsider.biz. That's maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back once again to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis. And uh, if you missed any of the show, you can always go to voiceamerica.com or voiceamerica.com forward slash business and type in PR Insider and you can get uh, archive shows 24-7. And if you uh, missed any of the show, like I said, I'm on with Matt Barron, who's founder of Inside Edge Public Relations and Media Services. That's uh, sorry, InsideEdgePR.com, and Jason Sherman, who's president of Sherman Communications and Marketing, Inc., and that's ShermanCM.com. Guys, welcome back. Thank you. So we have to, on every show, we have to talk about new media, social media, blogging, yada, yada. Who wants to start? Jason, you want to start um, with your take on social media? Sure, you know? sure. Yeah, I... I uh... 
first of all, thanks again for having us on the show. Oh, um, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of these things that people are coming to the game a little bit late in many cases, and uh, also those that have been around it for a while are overconfident about their abilities. Um, you know, yeah. It just really is another channel, and it, it's not um, the end all, but it's important to be present. If you're a company and you have constituents, chances are, depending on the type of constituent, most of them are doing something with social media, and mm-hmm. you need to have a presence. You need to have content that matters to them. I hear so often from clients when I ask, so where are you in regard to social media? Oh, yeah, we established a Facebook page. We have a Twitter account, and they think that they're, they're done. And uh, they're not. Just like, you know, 12 years ago or 15 years ago, yeah, we did a web page. We're, we're good. Right. Um, well, yeah, you did. There's a phone number up there. That's great. But um, yeah. what, are you, what are you providing of content and of interest and how often are you updating it? And, right. And, you know, so I think with the social media, there's a lot of creative ways it can be leveraged. And, and the good uh, news is, you know, although, you know, some people would say, oh, it's bad news if you're a glass-half-empty kind of person because – you look at that and you say, well, people can do their own PR. But the good news is most people can't get to that, and that's a whole other service that publicists can provide if you learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, blogging for your yeah. clients et cetera, right. instead of Twittering for them. So, yep. um, uh, and, and Matt, you've, got some, you've been blogging uh, for about two years. Uh, does it make yeah. a difference for you? Well, you know, first, before I go to all my wonderful blog posts, I've got to tell you, uh, there's a great website that I have no economic interest in whatsoever, but my wife stumbled upon this two weeks ago. Are you ready for this? Get your pens. Okay. I got it. Despair.com. Despair? Like I'm, I'm crying and I'm... It's, it's demotivating posters, and there's one about blogging. I've got to read this out loud. It's so hilarious. This, I'm worried about your wife on despair.com. Do we got a, a little domestic despair. problem here? Yeah, you know, <laughs> no. it's, it's all about managing expectations. So oh, okay. this is what it says about blogging. And, you know, so this is like the 180 degree on all those motivational posters out uh-huh. there. It says, never before have so many people with so little to say said so much to so few. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, and I read that and it, it reminds me of just how my blog fits into this world. So, Here's the thing with my blog. It, my blog for me is, you know, I do about two a week. I was doing like five a week initially, and then I thought, you know, this is crazy. I'm too busy to keep this up, um, but I'm still maintaining at least a couple a week. And the, to me, it's about creating a um, an attractive variety of, of, of content that people will look at in months and years ahead, and skip the meeting and go, you know, you're hired because. They'll click on enough things with links to stories and releases and successes, where they go, okay, he knows what he's doing, you know. And so, to me, it's just a it's a way of making my website dynamic mm-hmm. because I don't want to be constantly updating it. And it's also about reminding me as I'm doing these uh, working on these different projects of just how I'm going about it, and and not doing it in any boastful way, but just trying to provide some pointers out there for business people and, and colleagues, mm-hmm. and, and a way of kind of keeping my mind sharp on what it is I'm doing, why I'm doing it and also being humbled sometimes in the process. Right, right. I think it's, you know, and it's also you find um, people that follow you. I mean, I'm always amazed that people follow stuff. I barely have time to read my emails. Mm-hmm. But people do follow you if you start to blog. It's really, <laughs> it's really yeah. interesting. And if just one person hires you, and I've had someone, I once posted something on LinkedIn mm-hmm. asking a question about the use of Twitter for business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was mixing the two media worlds. And through that, someone who wasn't even a LinkedIn connection of mine saw it, went to my bio, hired me, and that's led to over $10,000 of work in the last 12 months. Right. Wow. So, so you know, so it's just by putting little, you know, Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs out there and seeing what, what comes from it. Right. 
Right, right. And people do meet online, as, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, that's, I, I think, what do you do when you have a reluctant um, company that's sort of reluctant to go into social media? Jason, you want to? Yeah, I mean, I think this is an example uh, of you could apply this answer to many things, but you, you really need to make the rationale for why it's something they should explore, and I think the best thing is always to show examples of other companies that have done it and what the fruits of their labors have been and then give them a step-by-step program on how they can dip their toe in and take the next step after that and then show them how you're going to be the asset to make it happen so that they're not overwhelmed by the idea. So it's, it's education and it's coming to their aid and, um, you know, it's, it's showing results as you do it and setting expectations appropriately. I mean, if they think their business is going to, you know, increase 30% just because they're actively involved in social media, you can I don't know what the, that's going to be the case, but you've got to, you know, spell out here's what you can expect and here's, here's how we're going to go about it. And then, you know, and you hope that you have the relationship with them as a counselor and advisor from the onset right. that they're going to look to you and um, have some trust in what you're recommending. But, right. you know. I know. Sometimes they don't listen, mm-hmm. and then they get themselves in trouble. Right. <laughs> right. This, yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk, about, let's talk about trouble, actually. Let's talk about... Um, you know, the crisis PR, and, and, and um, you've written, uh, Jason, you've written about black and white and gray of crisis PR and how publicists have the most influence in those gray areas. Can you explain what you mean by that? Uh, I'm trying to remember was, what that was. Matt. Yeah, that was me. But <laughs> Sorry. Jason <laughs> can certainly opine on that big time. Matt wrote about that. And Jason's like, did I write about that? It <laughs> <laughs> sounds really good. I'd, I'd love to put my name on that. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was Matt. That was my my bad, as they, as the kids say nowadays. My bad. Yes. So, uh, Matt. So crisis PR. Let's yeah. I mean, that. what I mean about that is, you know, there's some things that are black and some things that are white. Uh, some things are really negative. There's no way around it. Your company is has been uh, maybe there's a sexual harassment suit that's been filed and and um, and that's that's a public record. You can't get around it. And so you're not going to change that. So there's no sense in trying to have. Uh, persuade the media to, to not report that. Right. It's to maybe let them know, here's some more context and, you know, for you to consider before you report it. But you, it's very bad advice to try to, you know, right. get the media to do what you want them to do. Right. To think in terms of their interest. There's also white. There's things about your company or, or your individual uh, life that um, ought to be out there already through your bio and through reputation that you've built over time that is also part of the story. And that's why I think it's important to have a culture of, of of service and of doing well and, and helping out, you know, whatever causes. So that's also a fixed part of who you are. But it's in the gray, which is those judgment calls that reporters are constantly making about what to include, whether to, uh, and how to include certain pieces of information in the story. And I'll give you an example um, so that it's really concrete. I know as a reporter for many years covering uh, A to Z, but a lot of... Um, Courts and cops and city hall. There were times where a city uh, council would have someone who was, um, over the course of time, had a would be willing to help me uh, get context for stories and provide me with leads and you know not always self-serving but just help me out. Mm-hmm. And so when the time came, and I can think of one particular case where there was a mayoral candidate who said something that was really foolish, uh, but it wasn't central to my including it in the story. And so I chose not to include it because the only purpose would have been to embarrass the person, you know. Right. But they built up that goodwill over time. It's the flip side, if, you know, I've, I had a few people in elected office that were 
you know, were quite frankly just jerks. And, um, you know, I'm a human being, and, and if, if I have enough leeway where, you know what, it's on the fence, do I include this or not? If it's something that they said or something they did that really reflects poorly in them, if I found it to be, you know, a judgment call, I would more likely include it. And that's, you know, I'm not ashamed of that, but I'm not proud of it. That's just the reality of how it works. Right, right, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's like you don't want to, you just don't want to always get emotional, but sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. I think, you know, because next week we're going to be having a show with um, talking about legal PR, just the choice of a word. Mm -hmm. You know, lawyers think in terms of law, they think of black and white. But us publicists, you know, we publicists, excuse me, are, you know, we're very good at finessing the gray. And in that little thing where you can just choose one word Mm -hmm. that can change a whole meaning of a sentence and the way someone is perceived can be Mm -hmm. really powerful. Oh, yeah. You know, so I think that can be a gift that publicists give to to lawyers. Um, uh, Jason, I wanted to ask you about um, some of the kinds of clients that you uh, that you focus on. Because you have quite a diverse list on your website. Yeah, I mean, I have a really important criteria, and that's definitely those with a bank account for starters. Um, <laughs> no, and those that do no wrong in the world. Hopefully, that's, uh-huh. a, that's a big one, actually. Uh-huh. Um, so, so social consciousness. Yeah, it's a important. bank account. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like what I look for in a man. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, so, I mean, I'll tell you right now, the, the clients that I have, uh, they range from a um, regional property management firm that manages about 20,000 units, and they're called Wolin Levin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, another is American Academy of Art. It's got about an 80-plus year history. And they're here in Chicago, Attorney's Title Guarantee. They're an attorney-run title company. Um, Rainbow Hospice, uh, also a regional and the largest nonprofit hospice organization. I have a realtor as a client that's kind of small. Seco Worldwide, which is a 100-office global uh, logistics freight boarding company. And um, Neighborhood Housing Services, the largest nonprofit housing uh, agency. And it's Neighborhood Housing Services of Chicago. So that's... That's kind of my client roster. So you do a lot in um, a lot in uh, in, in uh, real estate, but some in, in health and other issues. Oh, Justin's giving us the music. All right, so we're going to take our third break. This is your host, Maureen Kettis, and we'll be back with more lessons from Matt Barron and Jason Sherman after a word from our sponsor. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. 
Contact Vertex Communications at vertexpr.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again to PR Insider. This is your host, Maureen Kettis, and I am on with Matt Barron of InsideEdgePR.com and Jason Sherman of Sherman CM for CommunicationsAndMarketing.com. Guys, welcome back to the show. So let's talk about giving back. We were talking about um, only taking clients that have uh, good integrity, but let's talk about giving to, giving information about PR out to potential clients for free and how you... Can you hear me, Marie? I can hear you. Who's that, Matt? Yep, it's Matt. Justin, are we on the air? Do we have a... Jason, Jason dropped. Okay. Well, he can call back in. Jason, if you're listening, call back in. He can call on the call line. He can be our, the caller we've been waiting for. Oh, he can be the caller. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk to Matt for a while anyway. Sorry. It could be something going on. We're having these horrific storms in California, and that's where I'm uh, calling in from. I mean... Okay. Oh, we're all back. Okay. So that that's really why Jason is the, is the man he is today. Yeah. And actually, if you want to keep a client, hang up on them, and then they, they think, you know, that... that they need to pursue you harder. The right. value of scarcity. <laughs> exactly. Jason, I just told everyone how, how I really, you know, made you into what you are. So. Oh, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Like, I came to you as, as very vulnerable, you know, Green. light clay. Yeah. Yes. And now you've, you've ripened way. and rotted yes. on, the tree, on the tree of PR. So, okay, so... so I, this is my my mother always says this to me. She says, you know, when you go to a meeting and you give them information for free, if if you went to a plastic surgeon for a tummy tuck consult, they charge you. You should charge for your consultations. And I say, you know what? I, I just like I have a million ideas, and I can just come up with more, and and it, it, it gives me pleasure to do it, and that's just part of my business. Well, how do you feel about that? You call it Matt. You call it uh, pro bono drive bys. Yeah, PR pro bono. So instead of going by a neighborhood and. and pulling out a, you know, a weapon and, and, and shooting at people and then driving on. I, I just shoot out information and leads and ideas, and I keep moving. And if people want to track me down later on, I certainly give them my contact info to help them. But um, a lot of it really is, is just, it's so universal in business that's successful. If you think about a car dealership, a car dealership, they don't say, you know what, you have to buy the car first, then you can drive it. No, you can get a test drive. They'll even give you a cup of coffee, you know. 
um, Whole Foods, you know, they, they, you know, they let you have samples of food, and you right. can walk out, and they don't say, well, where's our, you know, where's the purchase? So um, in the same way, I feel it's, it's like show and tell. I much rather would show what I can do than just talk about it. And, um, and if, you know, sometimes it takes just a minute, maybe five or ten minutes, to really help someone through a, a jam or at least give them some insight. And, um, you know, ultimately it comes back to it. Over half my clients start out that way. Right. Right. And, Jason, you're feeling on that, Give, giving away information for free? Did you? you yeah. Going? Well, I, I definitely think that, you know, I typically will do it in the context of uh, a first-time call with someone or a first meeting. And um, I think it's important to do that. I mean, one, because I like to see entrepreneurs and businesses thrive, and they might not have a budget right then, but if those ideas plant a seed that they can, you know, remember that you offered value or that it builds on something in the relationship, then absolutely. Like you said, Maureen, I mean, the ideas, one idea actually could be worth a lot of money, but that's not the only idea I'm going to have. And, uh, you know, I, I always will want to come to a meeting with three recommendations. Right. And it also, I think it ties into the whole networking that we started the show with, where, you know, you're, you're just by being out there meeting someone, and maybe they can't afford you, maybe they don't want to afford you, maybe they were just meeting with you to get a, get something for free. But they'll, rem- they'll remember if you came up with a good idea, they'll remember you. And if they have a friend who's looking for somebody, they might say, oh, yeah, I met with this person. And um, I've had that happen where they, oh, yeah. you know, they're just kind of trying to meet, meet with you to get a free idea. And, uh, you know, right. but it's, it's a what? And frankly, it feels a little vain to think, I mean, that you're going to sell someone on your good looks and your portfolio alone, which is great. But, I, I, you know, I want to show someone I've invested the time and even thinking about their business to have an idea or two that yeah. is relevant. It isn't just like, you know, you should do a press kit. I mean, that's really not very valuable. Right. You should right. do a press kit a website. You should get into social media. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One, one, Maureen, one thing I do now is, I mean, I have someone that I met a month ago, and I shot some video of him during our meeting. And I uploaded it. I created a YouTube channel for him, and he's now got a YouTube channel going. He hasn't hired me yet, but he may never, but I was already there. And yeah. the actual time it took to do the extra work was really minimal and Certainly, um, you know, when people ask them, oh, how'd you get the web, you know, uh, the YouTube channel, you know, so it comes back to you. Right. Um, Before we close, um, Jason, I I know you're interested in speaking with companies uh, in the renewable energy field, and I'm actually going to be having a show on, uh, I think it's the 19th, uh, called Talking Trash, (laughs) (laughs) where I'm going to be talking about, um, you know, companies and and what they deal with in terms of um, some of these clean-burning renewable you know, garbage to energy mm-hmm. plants and how they how they convince the public to um, that it's a good thing. So that's a PR problem. But but uh, why are you interested in this um, field? Uh, well, one thing, you know, for 26 years, I think, I've been a member of Greenpeace, and now I probably give, though not substantial numbers uh, of dollars, I probably give to at least 20 environmental groups. And it's just, you know, it's the future of our survival is that we pay attention to this and we actually change our behavior according to what's happening and how our impact is uh, is being felt. Uh, not just, you know, someone in Asia is having an impact on us here and vice versa, at least, by a, many a fold. So um, it's the right thing, for one. Two, it's just the science of all this interests me. Three, it is the many, many, uh, just from the business standpoint, there are so many incentives that for businesses not to look at solar, going to LED lighting, um, going to geothermal, depending, mm-hmm. And so on, and, and, and wind. They're they're crazy because there's. I mean, I have a client, Seco. There's their Portland office went solar with 143 panels by a company made 
uh, company that made them called uh, Great Solar. And with all the incentives, 80% of the costs were covered. With right. the government, kick- and they're going to spend two and a half years until they have ROI, and then the electricity is free for another twenty. Right. Um, so, well, you know, it's a very it's a very hot topic. I think there's a lot of money in it. Um, uh, our network has this Green Talk network that uh, my my executive producer is starting up, uh, John Missile, and um, I just did a I never self promote, but I I went to Fortune Brainstorm Green convention. Um, Bill Clinton spoke uh, right. a few months ago, and. Um, we inter- I was inter- lucky enough to interview um, in partnership with cleanagency.com um, uh, a lot of leaders in sustainability, including Greenpeace and um, McDonald's and Intel and IBM. So that's, an, that's something if, if listeners want to hear that, it's on paperseries.com. But uh, I think that's a really great way to go. And, and uh, Matt, what about you before we close out the show? What's, uh, what are you looking to do in the future? Well, you know, I... Um Every year there's a new adventure and new things that come along. I have got a core group of Chicago area businesses that I'm working with mostly, though there's some national. Uh, but right now coming up in uh, April, there's a world record attempt, a uh, Guinness oh, yeah. World Record attempt, George Hood. And I've done PR for him a couple of times, so not him, but for five seasons, sports club, a client. Mm-hmm. When he was there, he's going for 300 straight hours on a stationary bike. So keep an eye out for that. Go oh, to uh, ridegeorgeride.org. Say it again. RideGeorgeRide.org. <laughs> and he's on a stationary bike. 300 for a few days. Oh my God, we're getting the music. Yes. We're getting the music from Justin. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I want to thank my executive producer, John Missile, and um, my nephew, Doran Roberts Pettis, for the wonderful music. And of course, Justin, our um, fabulous engineer, Matt Barron from InsideEdgePR.com and Jason Sherman from Sherman Communications and Marketing Incorporated, both out of Chicago. Thanks, guys, for joining the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Maureen. Bye. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week.